It's Monday, February 21st, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. As the U.S. warned of an imminent Russian invasion of neighboring Ukraine, President Biden agreed in principle to meet his Russian counterpart, Vladimir Putin, provided that Russia pulls back from a potential attack of its smaller neighbor. President Biden's decision came during a discussion with French President Emmanuel Macron, who made a flurry of calls seeking a diplomatic solution to the crisis. In the call with his American counterpart, Mr. Macron proposed a summit between Presidents Biden and Putin, and then a meeting with other governments on security and strategic stability in Europe, the French President's office said in a statement. Mr. Biden and Mr. Putin have accepted the principle of such a summit, Mr. Macron's office said. The White House confirmed that President Biden has accepted in principle a meeting with President Putin, provided that Russia doesn't invade Ukraine. We are always ready for diplomacy, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said in a statement. China's more explicit warnings in recent days against a Russian invasion of Ukraine show how Beijing is walking a tightrope trying to build up a partnership with the Kremlin while preventing its relationship with Washington from becoming outright hostile. A shared interest in confronting the U.S. has driven the China-Russia relationship to its closest point since the early years of the Cold War seven decades ago. But since Chinese President Xi Jinping this month gave his Russian counterpart his strongest support to date in Moscow's standoff with the West, Beijing has been calling for a resolution of the crisis through diplomatic channels, aligning its position closer to that taken by the U.S. and its allies. Speaking to Europe's preeminent annual strategic forum Saturday, China's Foreign Minister Wang Yi used some of the clearest language yet by a senior Chinese official in seeking to temper a Russian offensive against Ukraine. Quote, the sovereignty, independence, and territorial integrity of any country should be respected and safeguarded. Ukraine is no exception." End quote. Investors pulled nearly $160 billion from money market funds and $17.5 billion from bond mutual funds and exchange-traded funds in the first seven weeks of the year, according to Refinitiv Lipper. The exodus is already on pace to be the biggest in at least seven years. About $50 billion was funneled into stock funds over that period, including nearly $21 billion so far this month. The massive reshuffling of assets comes in the midst of a changing economic and monetary landscape. Worries about surging inflation and the Federal Reserve's plan to begin raising interest rates soon have put the bond and stock markets under pressure to start the year. International tourists and business travelers began arriving in Australia with few restrictions today, bringing together families in tearful reunions after separations of two years or longer forced by some of the most intense pandemic measures of any democracy in the world. Australia closed its borders to tourists in March 2020 in a bid to reduce the local spread of COVID-19, but on Monday removed its final travel restrictions for fully vaccinated passengers. Travelers were greeted at Sydney's airport by jubilant well-wishers waving toy koalas and favorite Australian foods including jars of Vegemite. Tourism Australia Managing Director Philippa Harrison said she expected tourist numbers would take two years to rebound to pre-pandemic levels. And Queen Elizabeth has tested positive for COVID-19, renewing attention on the 95-year-old monarch's health. 
Britain's longest reigning monarch, who recently marked 70 years on the throne, is experiencing mild cold-like symptoms, Buckingham Palace said in a statement on Sunday. She will continue to receive medical attention and will follow all the appropriate guidelines, the palace said. She is expected to continue light duties over the coming week. The announcement comes after the Queen came into contact with her son, Prince Charles, who earlier tested positive for COVID-19, though it isn't clear whether she contracted the virus from him. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this daily morning brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.